Hello, and welcome to Making the Museum. I'm Jonathan Alger, and this podcast is a project of C&G Partners, Design for Culture. Today is a solo episode on Black Belt Cost Control Tips. Now, that's a series of strategies to help planners and designers get real about controlling costs on an exhibition or experience project. The list was originally inspired watching some colleagues in a situation that really wasn't pretty and didn't have to have been that way. We always start with a bio, so here's mine. I am the managing partner of C&G Partners, a design firm in New York City working with cultural clients. I was taught architecture and graphic design in school during the day and picked up theater and music at night, but I never thought I could do all of that for a living. Like every guest on this show so far, I got into this field accidentally. In fact, this field found me, but that's a story for another time. I've been writing about this topic of cost control in the newsletter companion to this podcast, which is also called Making the Museum. The very first piece was the original list, and that was called Black Belt Cost Control. I've also done pieces expanding on this with the various tips in the list. And those were pieces like, or articles like plan to not be over budget, react fast to expensive suggestions, and estimate insanely early. In fact, there is an episode of uh, this humor piece that I do that feature two museum experts named Phil and Monique, who are always at a grab-and-go cafe at a museum conference. Uh, that piece was about the five whys method for strategic research that was also actually about black belt cost control. So anyway, this topic has been a thing. And there's been some good reaction to these. So it felt like time to do an episode of the podcast just dedicated to the subject. There are seven black belt cost control tips so far anyway. And I will go over the whole list and then do each one in order, spending a little more time on the ones that have already generated their own short articles of their own since the list came out. So first, here's the full list of black belt cost control tips. The whole topic started when I was watching a budget train wreck happen to a cultural project team. It wasn't my team, really wasn't. This isn't one of those things where the psychologist at the dinner party has someone walk up to them and say, I have a friend with this problem. What would you do? Really wasn't like that. It was actually happening to actual friends of mine. And it was avoidable. It was avoidable. And I just wrote down all of these things that I had learned over time and thought, I, I hope people can pick these tips up and avoid what happened there. So it's too late now for my friends, but it's not too late for you. And you seem nice. So I hope you will take these tips and you'll use them. So here they are. Number one, plan to not be over budget. You shouldn't plan and then check. You should plan not to be over. An estimate should verify what you know, not reveal what you don't. Number two, modular alternates. Plan your entire project from the start around modules that can turn into pricing alternates. We'll talk about that a little bit more. We'll talk about all of these a little bit more in just a moment. Number three, react fast to expensive suggestions. When a stakeholder suggests additions, make it clear right then 
if you think it might be over budget. Number four, the end is too late. Very ominous sounding. If you wait until the end to estimate your costs, the cuts happen with an axe. You should estimate early and often. Number five, estimate repeatedly. Estimate after every phase, even at the very beginning when you barely know what you're pricing. Number six, adjust as you go. After each estimate, don't just file it away. Take action. Workshop a course correction with the owner or the equivalent of the owner immediately. Number seven, control the cuts yourself. When cuts are needed, the planners should suggest them, not the owner. So just looking back on these, this list of seven things, summarizing or talking about what they all mean together, I think altogether what the list means is that budgeting and cost control aren't things that happen to a project. Budgeting and cost control are the project. So don't be like my friends. I hope you'll take these tips and you'll use them. Okay, now that we've done the full list, let's look into each one of these tips and go into a little more detail on, on each one, some more than others. Number one got its own article since the list came out, so that's one of the three tips that we're going to spend a little more time on today. Number one is plan to not be over budget. This is the number one tip of all the black belt cost control tips, and I think it's probably the most important. I'll just say it again for the folks in the back. Plan to not be over budget. Let's be honest. Lots of cultural project teams come up with lots of great ideas. They, they might not have any idea what it's going to cost, all of this, and they're going to wait until some milestone down the road to find out. Maybe that milestone is soon. Maybe it's a year from now. And until then, the team just keeps coming up with ideas. And whenever it is, a bid package gets sent out finally to get a price from the market, from the people who will build it. And the team waits to see, quote, what comes back, unquote. In that situation, is it any surprise that, quote, what comes back, unquote, is a price you didn't expect at all? Likely crazy high. And as a result, the budget axe starts randomly hacking away at what everyone has been working on for a long time. If you do it that way, waiting to estimate, you're essentially planning to be over budget. And you need to do the opposite. You need to plan to not be over budget. You have to actively plan all the way through with budget in mind to not be over budget. And the pro tip there from the very beginning, we'll talk about this more in just a second, but the planning team, the design team, whoever's coming up with the project should maintain its own internal budget right from the start. Estimate all the cost lines, put in lots of line items, more than you can even figure out what the value should be for, update that regularly, compare that to the final price you'll get or the cost estimates at interim phases get more accurate. The next time with your own internal budget, repeat, just keep doing that. The goal is, as a practitioner, to get better and better at knowing what things are going to cost without needing to go to an estimator 
only. What this number one kind of means, plan to not be over budget, means don't plan and then check. Plan to not be over budget. An estimate should verify what you know. It should not reveal what you don't. That's how you get your black belt. That was black belt cost control tip number one. Number two is modular alternates. Plan your entire project from the start around modules that can turn into pricing alternates. This hasn't been its own article yet, but I do have a couple of thoughts here. Modularity in general is a wonderful thing. You can mentally snap off a module to change a budget before a project gets built, like with sort of mental Lego. After it gets built, if it's modular, it's easier to replace even after it gets built. It's easier to reposition things. It's easier to evolve things. It's easy to, easier to take one piece or several pieces and change them. In fact, I think modularity is probably worth, a, worth an episode at some point. Stay tuned for that. And second, pricing alternates are a wonderful thing. If you think you might be over budget, despite your repeated cost estimates, including very early cost estimate, you should ask for bids not only on the parts of the project you're pretty sure are in budget, but also a few more items as alternatives. Why would you do that? Because the base price might come in lower than you're worried about. And then if you have a few more of these alternates that have also been priced a la carte, you can throw them in and write a contract around that. That's if they're add alternates, not deduct alternates. That's probably another whole episode there too. And number three, react fast to expensive suggestions. Black belt cost control tip number three. This one became its own article, like number one. So let's spend a little more time here. When a stakeholder or a colleague suggests expensive additions midway through a project, make it gently clear on the spot if you think it might be over budget. Don't refuse it or debate it or do any wrist slapping or anything. Just be clear that you think it might be over budget. And maybe you turn out to be right. Maybe there's a way to mitigate that. Maybe you turn out to be wrong. But do it right then. So a few questions here. Why say something at all? Well, if you don't say something, as the professional who is doing this, you're saying it's not a problem. And it is a problem. Why do this on the spot? Because when the next estimate arrives, that person who suggested the expensive idea, no matter how great an idea it was, they won't realize they were the ones who might have pushed the project over budget. Nor does anyone like hearing about that long after they made a suggestion that someone should have reacted to. Why you? Why should you be the one to gently make it clear that idea might be over budget? To paraphrase some old poker wisdom, if you're looking around the meeting room and you can't tell who's responsible for the project budget, assume it's you. Long story short, react fast to expensive suggestions. If you don't, you're just postponing the inevitable, and it will certainly be less pretty the next time it comes up. By the way, that old poker wisdom is if you're playing a poker game and you look around the table and you can't tell who the sucker is, it's you. There are a lot of people in the past who supposedly said that. I won't go into all the people who might have said it. I'm not sure who actually said it for sure, but a lot of people have quoted it. That was black belt cost control tip number three, react fast to expensive suggestions.
And after halftime, we'll get to number four. And it's halftime. Let me do a quick station identification. If you are just joining, you're listening to Making the Museum. I'm Jonathan Alger. And this is a project of C&G Partners, designed for culture. If you find this show valuable, please help spread the word. You can rate the show in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And in Apple Podcasts, you can also write a review. Or you can just tell a friend. Thank you so much for helping to spread the word about making the museum. Now, back to the show. Today's episode is a solo show on black belt cost control tips. Next up, tip number four. Number four, which was originally called The End is Too Late, stated that if you wait until the end to estimate, the cuts happen with an axe. Estimate early and often. And this is what that episode of my screenplay skit thing, Phil and Monique, was about, that if you estimate only at the end, you'll be caught by surprise. And the only way to adjust to what you learn is to cut whole things from the project. In the case of Phil and Monique, poor Phil's project was avoiding doing any cost estimating because cost estimating itself costs money. The estimator requires a fee, like any professional. And in his project, which was fictional, by the way, they were trying to save money by not doing the cost estimating. And that may seem crazy and ironic in light of what we're talking about here today, but that actually happens more often than you think. That specific thing where uh, cost estimating is uh, delayed or put off or not done because the estimating itself costs money. That's a little ironic not to do that. Please don't do that. But since then, I expanded that that tip number four in a different direction by publishing a piece called Estimate Insanely Early. Because making a museum is a serial thing, S-E-R-I-A-L, not a book that's printed and done. It can be a work in progress and readers and listeners influence it and get to watch it evolve. And by the way, when things change or get restated here, it's not the underlying truth of a tip or a strategy or an insight or an, AI or an idea that you'll read or hear. It's not that the underlying truth changes, it's that the way it, get, it gets expressed changes. As I hear from the audience and I see what happens when new writing informs old writing. Anyway, back to number four on this list of black belt cost control tips. Number four is estimate insanely early. So let's do a little audience participation. This is, we'll do a quiz. I'll give you three choices to this one. Here's the question. When is the earliest time you should estimate costs for your exhibition or experience project? When is the earliest time you should estimate costs for your exhibition or experience project? And I will give you those three choices. A, as soon as you have approved technical drawings. B, as soon as you have a concept design package. B would come before A. That's the first official package you would make in a project usually. Or C, as soon as humanly possible, when you barely know what you're even doing. I'll repeat that list and then I'll pause for listeners who want to do this as an actual quiz. What is the earliest time you should estimate costs for your exhibition or experience project? A, as soon as you have approved technical drawings, 
B, as soon as you have a concept design package, or C, as soon as humanly possible when you barely know what you're doing. Pause for thought. Okay, how you doing? You have an answer? A, B, or C? The answer, yep, you guessed it. It is C. The answer is C. You should estimate as soon as humanly possible when you barely know what you're even doing. And that's not about asking a professional estimator. A professional estimator can't estimate unless they're given something to estimate because they don't know the project at all. You do. So exhibition teams should make their own internal estimate before the first phase of planning and design work is even done. You'll learn a lot and you'll get a kind of team accountability that will last the whole project. And in case you're wondering how to do that, four quick steps. Here's how. Number one, fire up a spreadsheet. Doesn't really matter if it's Excel or G sheet or numbers or something else. Number two, estimate by zone and then by subcomponents. Don't estimate by trade. Estimate by zone. Estimate basically the way you are planning or designing the thing. Gallery number one, gallery number two, and then in, in gallery one, we have these things over there and a bunch of those things over there. And within those things, we have these things. Those are the subcomponents. Number three, include tons of line items. Try to think of everything that your project might include. Audiovisual hardware, audiovisual software, audiovisual cabling, audiovisual uh, integration. You know, how many things can you think of that start with audiovisual? Put them all in there. Same thing with lighting. Same thing with everything. Include tons of line items and try to put a value next to each one of them. Even if you're not perfectly right, even if you're way off, it's better than not having it there at all. And number four, don't forget a contingency. 20% or more. You can thank me later for that. You create a formula in your spreadsheet at the bottom. You create a, a total of everything that you've listed, all those line items. At the very bottom, you have a subtotal, all those things added together. And then you have a calculation that says, what is 20% of that subtotal? You write that down. And then below that, you say, what is the subtotal plus that 20%? That is my actual grand total for the project. And a contingency is sort of a rainy day fund. We could probably do a whole episode about a contingency and how to strategize around it and how much it should be in this field specifically and how the percentage changes over the course of a project gets smaller and smaller. But for now, like I said, just make that contingency at least 20%. Uh, the, the whole budget of the project needs to include a contingency within the total budget of at least 20% when you start. And you can thank me later for that one. And then later, when you have an actual package, you can use professional estimates from those later phases and eventually bid prices to check your own internal estimate. And the goal here is to get good enough that you can show that internal estimate to the rest of your team or to your boss or to the head of your organization or to your client or the client's boss or whatever applies in your situation and not be far off and get better at doing that. So looking back on on this tip, number four, estimate insanely early. Estimate the cost early and often and start when you barely know what you're even pricing. So there are three more tips on the list. There's seven of them, and none of them have become their own articles yet anyway. So we'll touch on them briefly here and, and wrap it up. 
Number five, estimate repeatedly. Estimate after every phase, even when you barely know what you're pricing. At the start, like we said before, a phase means when you come to a stopping point and you document where you are for better or for worse, what the definition of the project is. You can't, projects can't work in a continuum. You have to, at certain points, circle the wagons, do your visual descriptions, your plans, your drawings, your written descriptions, your mathematical descriptions, your technical descriptions, all of those things. Put them all together and try to say, okay, this is our project right now. How big is it? How many things does it have? How complicated is it? How is each thing made or how might it be made? Or what are the alternatives for how it might be made? And you put all of that into some kind of document package and you get a cost estimate on it. Like we said before, you do that insanely early, but you also do that several more times during the project. Depending on how the project is broken down, you might have three or four, maybe five phases of planning and design once you're actually working on the project itself and not doing master planning or feasibility studies, etc. But you're actually working on the project itself and you actually begun it. Usually it's something like three or four. So that means that ideally you'll be cost estimating by some means three or four times during the project before you even get a bid or maybe three times. And then the final cost estimate is the bid by costing, by collecting rather cost data repeatedly, you, you get better and better at knowing what it will really cost and what the priorities are for the project. Number six, six out of seven, adjust as you go. After each estimate, don't just file it away. You should workshop a course correction with the owner or whoever is the equivalent of the owner immediately. Maybe that's the boss, that's the donor, that's the person paying or their representative. There's a temptation to think of the project as one thing and the estimates as another thing. We're doing this stuff and every once in a while we have this sort of annoying nuisance estimate thing we have to do and we have to stop everything and do that and then we can get back to the fun part and there's also a temptation to kick the can down the road which is a kind of weird figure of speech right what can what road anyway i digress and to say to yourself it's over budget now and we'll just fix it later okay you see the report it's over budget whatever we'll just fix it as we go both of those temptations should be avoided the idea of thinking of the project is one thing and estimates is another thing and the kick the can down the road temptation. They should both be avoided. You should learn from each estimate as much as you can right there. You should talk about it with the whole team and with whoever is paying and proceed accordingly. You should look at, at estimates like you would, you would look in, the, in a newspaper recapping an episode of a binge-worthy streaming video series that you missed the last episode of. You should really be pouring over these things and figuring out what's going on so to become that accountable team and to be the master of your own project. The next tip is the last one. That's number seven. Uh, number seven is control the cuts yourself. When cuts are needed, the planners and the designers should suggest them first, not the owner. The owner is welcome to suggest cuts. Everybody is in some projects. But the first people who should get the information and the first people who should have an idea already of what to do, if cuts are even necessary, should be the people who planned and 
led the creation of the things that are getting cut. Shouldn't be other people, ideally. Like I mentioned a moment ago, there's a temptation to think of the project as one thing and estimates as another thing. But cost control and budget thinking aren't things that are outside of the project. They aren't even things that are inside the project. They are the project. Cost control and budgeting are the project. The planners and the designers and the project developers, project managers, should be the first ones to see that cost estimate because they're the ones who asked for it. They're the ones who made the things that are being estimated, and they also know the project best. So they'll be the ones most well-qualified to come up with the best way to react to any overage. The whole point of estimating insanely early and then estimating frequently and planning to not be over all of these tips so far, the whole point is to avoid a situation where at the end of the project, it's over budget and you have to take out an ax and someone comes along and says, just let's not do that thing over there and this thing over here. I don't know what that is, but let's not do it. It looks expensive. Get rid of it. After months or years of blood, sweat, and tears, that was an inadvertent poem there. After after all that time, the last thing that everybody wants is for a bunch of things that people have worked really hard to develop, basically getting axed at the last minute. This whole thing is to avoid that. We could, though, do a whole episode on, if it's necessary, how to cut things. Because there's a smart way to do it, and there's a less smart way to do it. Actually, there's many ways to do it. So stay tuned for that future episode. Number seven was our last tip for today. So let's do a quick recap. This was our list. Number one, plan to not be over budget. Number two, modular alternates. Number three, react fast to expensive suggestions. Number four, the end is too late, aka estimate insanely early. Number five, estimate repeatedly. Number six, adjust as you go. And number seven, control the cuts yourself. Those are the seven black belt cost control tips. Okay, I think we covered it. Thank you, dear listener, for your time. In exchange, I hope this episode gave you some news you can use. If you would like to get in touch with me or you have an idea for the show, please go right over to makingthemuseum.com and hit contact. You can also find me on LinkedIn under my name, Jonathan Alger, A-L-G-E-R. I'm always looking out for new links in or at the website of my firm, CNG Partners. And that is it for this episode. Uh, by the way, did you know this podcast has an older sister? It is a one-minute read newsletter every weekday under the same name. One quick insight each day for museum leaders, exhibition teams, and visitor experience professionals. You can subscribe at makingthemuseum.com. There's a big subscribe button in the menu at the top. Meanwhile, I'm Jonathan Alger, and I hope you'll join me next time for Making the Museum. Bye for now.